And welcome to the latest edition of the Lawrence University Career Center podcast. My name is Ty Collins, and I'm honored to be joined this time by one of my all-time favorite students who I work with at Lawrence. She graduated in the class of 2019, studied English and creative writing. Please welcome to the podcast, Mackenzie Fetters. Hi, Mackenzie. Hi, Ty. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. You've done a lot of real cool things with your English degree. So I want to start today by talking a bit about some of the work you've been doing since you graduated, but then also kind of tie that back into your Lawrence experience and then what kind of advice you would have for students that are still going down the path that that you have followed while you were at Lawrence. So let's start with your current job. You're an editing associate at Guidehouse. Tell us about what you do and what Guidehouse is. Sure. So um, I'm an editing associate, which means I work as part of the editing team, which is a part of the enterprise content management team in the energy, sustainability, and infrastructure segment of Guidehouse, which is a large consulting company that strives to serve both commercial and public sector clients all over the world, solving problems um, with an emphasis on sustainability. I work for the market research firm arm of Guidehouse, which is Guidehouse Insights, and I help, um, along with the rest of the editing team, format, edit, and publish custom and syndicated research reports for clients. Um, We also do um, a bunch of other editing tasks, helping with internal documents, and also help maintain a blog and things like that, and some other operational back-end website activities. Would people have seen your work anywhere? If they are purchasing reports from us, yes, then they will have seen uh, work that I have edited along with um, members of my editing team. Also, if they um, check out the Guidehouse Insights blog, there's we edit all the blogs that go through and post those, and that's where you'll see the work. So as I mentioned earlier, you graduated in the class of 2019. You didn't have a job right away after Lawrence. It took you a few months to find your spot. And I think a lot of Lawrence students believe they should have that job lined up. You know, they graduate on a Saturday and then start work the following Monday. Uh, It rarely happens that way. But what advice, what insight would you share with current students who are thinking, man, I don't have that first job lined up. I'm in trouble. I would say, first of all, to be gentle and kind to yourself. Um, Just because you don't have a job lined up or you don't follow a specific schedule for your life, it doesn't mean you're a failure. It doesn't mean you've done anything wrong. I know that's something that I definitely thought and struggled with. And truth be told, I was really focused on graduating early for my degree program and overloading. And so I didn't have the proper time to dedicate to job searching and applying, which is a really intensive task and it takes a long time. I would also say to people, if you don't have a job lined up, really take advantage of that time that you have because once you join the workforce, you will never really have a free summer like that again. Like looking back now, I see all of the extra time that I had to go visit people and also just decide where I wanted to work and kind of brainstorm things. Um, You know, and at the time I was dealing with like feelings of like, oh, personal failure because some of my friends had jobs and things like that. But actually it was kind of a great time to just be young and free and in the world if you're financially able and just having a good time. So I would say, yeah, overall, enjoy the time, be gentle with yourself and kind of take that time to take stock in yourself and like what you really want to do. That's a great point. And I I will tell that to students as well. If you don't have a job, that's okay, because this will probably be the last summer you ever get off for the rest of your life. Definitely. I wish, yeah, I wish I had 
known that more at the time. You know, you never know the good times until they're past you, right? <laughs> yep. yep. You get you get those three months off and, and then you go to work and maybe you get three weeks off for the entire year once you're at your job. Exactly. Um, <laughs> enjoy that last summer, that's for sure. So we mentioned earlier that you studied English and creative writing at Lawrence. But then post-Lawrence, you also got a certificate in editing from the Pointer Institute. For those considering a career in writing or editing, how important do you think it is for a student to have a post-Lawrence credential? I would say that having a credential like that, it does help. Editing is a really skills-based job. So it's nice if you have a credential like that, but you don't necessarily have to have that as long as you have honed your own skills in other ways, like being able to work with Microsoft Office applications, I would say is very important. Um, a lot of editing freelancing uses Google Docs and editing there. So like knowing how to manage those, um, just things like that. And of course, you know, with the pandemic and everything, being able to manage video calls, video software, things like that, those are all very, very important in addition to getting certificates like that. I think sometimes those post-Lawrence credentials can make sense. And other times, like you say, they're maybe not necessary, but it's good to know at least that option is out there if, if someone does feel like they could, you know, improve their skills a bit beyond where they are uh, when they're leaving Lawrence. Definitely. So you also do some work with Nashville Audio Productions as a proofer and narrator. Tell us about that. Specifically, I'm very interested in hearing about the book narration. So this was actually a job that I came across through a connection that I had from high school um, after graduating. So it was during that summer period in which I wasn't employed and I met up with this friend and she introduced me to this company, Nashville Audio Productions, that um, they record and produce audiobooks for several publishers. They contract out with them. And um, so, yeah, when I work as a, a proofer for them, basically they will send me audio files and manuscripts of things that they've recorded. And it's my job to go through and listen and mark the spots where errors happen, which is all according to, you know, their training. They have different um, things that they want you to watch out for. You know, it can be too long pauses. It can be, you know, something as obvious as like a door slamming while someone is recording or just, you know, messing up words, saying something different than what's in the text, uh, things like that. Um, and then when I um, was talking with my current boss at that company, um, I had mentioned to him my interest in book narration because reading books aloud is something I'd done as a kid with my family. And it's something that I just really, really enjoyed and had always wondered about. And he was like, well, if you're interested, we can audition you to be a part of our catalog. And if, you know, publishers like you, they can contract with us to get you to go record their books for them. And so that's what happened. And uh, to date, I recorded four audiobooks. I'm very happy to say that it's some of the funnest work that I do. Yeah. And I really love working, working with them with Nashville Audio Productions. So what does it take to be a good narrator? Definitely being able to enunciate, being able to pause, to also not read too quickly. And also it's very different from, you know, just talking with people. There's really an emphasis on getting the text right. Obviously, you know, you don't really do a lot of improv, I would say, unless you're, you happen to be the author reading your own audiobook, which happens sometimes, but is not the case for me. I would also say definitely modulating your voice differently for different speakers is really important because if you've ever listened to any audiobooks, I mean, as you know, you're kind of just listening for those cues to know someone else differently is speaking. Also, just like pauses between chapters and stuff like that. If someone wants to hear you narrate, what are some of the titles we should look for? My first book that I did was The June Boys by Court Stevens. 
Um, and that's kind of a, a mystery novel, very exciting. The second one was Ignite the Sun by Hannah C. Howard. That is a fantasy novel. And the third one was um, a novelization of the movie Facing the Giants. Anyone who's in uh, Christian circles might be familiar with that film. It was pretty popular when it came out. And then most recently, I did kind of a middle grade fiction series. It was three short books that are all in succession. It was called um, Behind the Wall by Robert Elmer. And it's about three generations of a family growing up um, before, during, and after the Berlin Wall. Let's look back to your time at Lawrence again. I'm wondering if you can point to a couple of classes that you took that you thought were most helpful in terms of getting you prepared for a career. I would say um, basically any English class. Um, I know that's kind of broad, but I really, really enjoyed the English department and the courses that I took um, within that department, because anytime you're looking at writing critically, you're reading a lot, um, just basically you're exercising those same brain muscles that you use when editing. Um, also, you know, in those classes, you frequently have to write papers and to look at your own work critically and other people's work critically occasionally and to offer comments. Um, and that I would say is also a really big part of editing is being able to have that rapport between author and editor and to be able to collaborate to make changes. Specifically, I really enjoyed with my creative writing minor, I took creative writing nonfiction, creative writing fiction, and then novel writing, which really helped me just not only write a lot, but kind of build up that writing stamina and just an awareness of uh, similar creative writing works that are out there. And we read a lot of recently published books in those classes. So that was really helpful. We're talking with Mackenzie Fetters, class of 2019, English major on this Lawrence University Career Center podcast. You did go through school quickly. You overloaded a little bit here and there. Did you have time for clubs or organizations? And if so, do you feel any of those helped you get ready for your career? I would say the extracurricular activities that I did at Lawrence helped me as much as the coursework, if not more so, just because they involved kind of taking personal initiative and... Um, doing some things that were kind of outside of the box. I was really involved with Fiddlers of Lawrence University while I was at Lawrence, both as treasurer and as president. And for any of you who are involved with student orgs, you probably know about the process for submitting a budget proposal and things like that. And just running a club, kind of taking stock of what your organization's goals are. These are all things that I think can be valuable on your job applications and just life skills. I would also say that my time um, working as an editor at the Laurentian was very, very helpful and something that a lot of editing positions look for is just having that editing experience, leading a section of a newspaper, and also familiarity with, I guess, with the Laurentian, it was AP style. So familiarity with one of the major style guides is really important and something that people look for. You were in the Fiddler's Club. Do you still get a chance to play? I do. So I play kind of on the side now. You know, I spend most of my days working at my other jobs, but I, it's, I still make time for it. It's something that I really enjoy and love to do. And uh, where I currently live, I'm able to go outside and play and busk pretty frequently. So I appreciate that. And we should mention you very recently moved to Boulder. And you actually moved quite a bit in the last couple of years from Appleton to Nashville to Chicago to Boulder. So how did you deal with moving so often? Yeah, so that's something that I had um, done kind of quite a bit growing up. I'd lived in a couple of different places, a couple of different states. And I would just say to people, don't feel like you have to stay somewhere just because of 
you know, a certain reason. Like if you want to try out a new place to live, the time is now and the sky is the limit. And it's okay to change your mind. It's okay to move to a place and decide that the culture is really not there for you or that you want to try something else. So that's the advice I would give. One more question about your job at Guidehouse. And actually this could be for both of your jobs, both that and the Nashville Audio Productions. What would you say is the most rewarding aspect of your work? And then also there's got to be something that's frustrating about your work. You know, that's something students should watch for as well. For my guidehouse job, I would say probably the most rewarding aspect is getting to work with the editing team. We are small, but we are mighty. And I think that we really have a great synergy when we work together on projects and help each other just manage the workflow. So I really enjoy working with those people. And I also really enjoy things like being a part of the American Copy Editor Society, getting the experience training like that, and getting to really geek out about really nerdy things. And I say nerdy in the best way possible. I don't think that that's a pejorative term at all. So I really enjoy that aspect of it, just getting to talk about very nitty gritty writing details um, and also getting to learn. I get to read reports all the time about new technologies and about market trends. And so just increasing my knowledge in those areas is really great. For my work at Nashville Audio Productions, I really like um, kind of getting to stay abreast of currently published books and audiobooks and getting to see kind of what's coming out there. Because when an audiobook comes through our process, it's you know yet to be published in a couple months. So I get to see what people are writing about and kind of notice overall trends of like, oh, authors are kind of trending this way or talking about these kind of things. So I really enjoy that. I would say um, things that I find frustrating, it can be hard to be young in the workforce, I would say, and to also be maybe have less experience than other members on your team. Um, It can be hard to find your niche um, if you find that so many other people provide unique aspects and extra things. It can be hard to be like, okay, well, what can I contribute to this great team when you don't have that much experience if this is like your first corporate job as it is with mine? So yeah, that's something that I'm definitely working on and, you know, collaborating with my team and kind of figuring out just what's my place, how can I provide that extra thing or specialize um, in what we do. And then um, for Nashville Audio Productions, that work is freelance. So it's on top of my regular full-time work. As with any freelance job, you can't really control when those assignments come in. It's kind of just, they give it to you. You have a five-day turnaround in my case and you get it done. So it can be kind of hard to manage your time and to manage um, work-life balance when those assignments come in. For any student who's an English major, what advice would you have for them, whether they're relatively early in their Lawrence career or even if they're on the cusp of graduation? I would say definitely if you are early in your Lawrence career, get involved in some student orgs that you are passionate about. Always that extra experience will serve you and it also just broaden your horizons about what's out there and different things that that you can do and be interested in. For those who are later on in their careers and maybe thinking about jobs in the workforce, I would just really encourage them that you will find your place. There's always gonna be a demand for writers and editors and we can apply the skills that we learn in school in so many different ways. Um, And it may not be readily apparent, but you can work with career services and they can help you kind of realize how to market your own skills, how to talk about yourself and how to Make sure you're presenting the best version of yourself when you're applying for jobs. Also, I would say, you know, speaking to all the creatives out there, I definitely have a creative side myself um, and don't always get to use that in my day-to-day work. 
I would say hold on to those and definitely keep working on your own creative side projects and just find ways that you can be creative and be passionate about what you do. So we like to end our podcasts with a, a fun question. What, what music are you listening to these days? What's your favorite song of the moment? This is a really hard question. I've been listening to a lot of The Strokes during the pandemic and just in the past year, in particular, Five to Two's favorite song, um, The Adults Are Talking. I believe that album uh, came out this year, actually. The Adults Are Talking specifically is actually really appropriate for this podcast because it's kind of about growing up and finding your place in the world. Yeah, I have really enjoyed actually just listening to lots of different kinds of music. Kind of, you want to talk about that last summer thing, just taking that opportunity to do things that you may not have had time for when you were in school. Like, oh, listen to every single album that an artist that you like has ever made and, you know, explore from there. You probably do this too. I do it. A lot of people just have music on as background noise. I like to literally just sit down, turn off any distractions and just focus on the music. It's one of the most fun things I do when I have time to do something fun for myself. And I'm sure that's something you you enjoy also. Yes, it is definitely, particularly publishing reports for my guidehouse job. That can be a pretty intensive process, but um, but it's very methodical and something that I know my coworkers, they'll, they'll listen to audiobooks sometimes when they do it or just, you know, an entire album. So I've done that myself and it can be really nice to, to work while you're listening to music, but also, like you said, just totally immerse yourself and be like, I'm going to focus on nothing else, but the sound that's coming out right here, or just like looking up lyrics, looking up interviews with the artists, things like that. Yeah. The experience with music is never one dimensional. And I think people can enjoy it in so many different ways. Thank you to Mackenzie Fetters class of 2019 for joining us on this edition of the Lawrence University podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It was great talking with you.